Before we continue to study the inheritance of Christ, the unchanging epigraph of our study of the Word of God is the book of Luke 24:44. Then Jesus said to his disciples, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. So that we, as the participants of the body of Christ, would share together with Christ all the things that are to be fulfilled, that are written about him in Scripture, we will continue to study our collaboration with the truth of the Word of God and with the Holy Spirit, revealing the truth in the heart, looking at what we need to do from our side to receive the right to the power to put off our former way of life so that we can put on the new way of life that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man which is created according to God in true righteousness and holiness Ephesians 4, 22 through 24 I shall remind us that this is the purpose and calling of every individual person that comes into God's house or into God's family God wanted that this become the goal of every person, not practicing of spiritual gifts, not chasing or pursuing anointing, materialistic prosperity, evangelism, but specifically seeking what we need to do from our side to put off our former way of life of the old person who grows corrupt. These corrupt desires, these deceitful lusts, are demonstrated within a body, within the person, is in uh, spiritual gifts, in evangelism, and seeking anointing, because they become idols. They don't seek God, they seek what God has. And when we change our priorities and don't seek God, but what God has, what benefits us, we don't seek God's character, we seek blessing for our body, our, our, our physical life. And this, of course, offends God and is one of the most corrupt uh, elements that is eating out the church from within. All people that chase spiritual gifts uh, will end up in hell because the devil will present spiritual uh, signs, the things that they've been looking for, the things they want, and they think that if spiritual signs and miracles are happening, uh, supernatural uh, signs and miracles, not uh, remembering that these could be false, not examining their motives, are you seeking, again, the demonstration of spiritual gifts or God? But to find God, you need to uh, bear fruit. You need to change your character. To fulfill this commanding order, we have been studying three vital, charging, and fundamental acts 
and these are to put off, be renewed, and put on. We have noted that it is specifically your decision regarding these three destiny-affecting acts to put off, be renewed, and put on that will determine whether you transform yourself into a vessel of mercy or a vessel of wrath. More specifically, will the realization of our salvation come to pass that is given to us in the format of a guarantee, or will we lose it, which will then result in our names being forever blotted out of the Book of Life, although they may have been written there at one time. In a specific format, we've already studied the first two questions and stopped to study the third question. What conditions do we need to fulfill? so that by the means of an already renewed mind, we can begin the process of clothing ourselves into the power of our new person that is created in accordance to God in Christ Jesus in righteousness and holy truth. Because this is a process. This is a process that is difficult. And as it says, for a long time there was... Uh, difficulty between the house of David and the house of Saul. The house of David became stronger and stronger and the house of Saul became weaker and weaker. We want everything to happen immediately. However, this is how it happens. It is a process and a quite painful one. Casting off of your old person, the process of renewing of your mind when you begin to understand that the kind of thoughts you have is who you are and you become afraid because sometimes your thoughts are occupied with something else. People come to me, men and women, and one-on-one -on -one they tell me 24 hours a day I think about sex. I don't want this, but unwillingly I continue to think about this. I catch myself. I don't know how to change my thoughts. Renew your mind by the spirit of your mind. This does not happen automatically from God's uh, side or per our request. This is a discipline. When you catch yourself and you you reorient yourself to the things of the hills when you begin to meditate about the truth of God that has been revealed to you in the service what is this truth to look at it deeper uh, greater and thank God for it when you focus upon the truth you thank God for what you've received in this word your thoughts begin to follow and you begin to discipline them and finally you will discipline it in such a way that your mentality will be filled as this glass with water. There's no more place or room for anything else. People come and tell me, thoughts come into my mind, all kinds of thoughts, and I always show them this example of the glass, when your mind will be filled uh, with meditations about the things of the hills, the truth, and seek what is beneficial to God, there will not be place for other thoughts. But when there's place, then absolutely other thoughts will come there and you will have to drive them away. Remember when Abraham fought off the birds when he had brought the offering to God, the sacrifice. What did this mean? This meant that Abraham's mind was not completely yet occupied with God. There were parts areas where these birds were able to still come 
but he fought them off. And he was be- he was perfecting himself in faith. And God is grateful to man and loves man when he, not looking at the fact that it's not yet full, because again, it's a process of renewing your mind. This is a process, and God sees that, that we battle with this. When these <coughs> evil thoughts come, you fight, you fight them off and tell them, get away from me, evil thoughts. These are not God's, these are think the things of the devil, and God will not account this to you as a sin. Relevant to this, we already looked at a series of parables of how to put on the new person and events. We became familiar with the condition that we need to fulfill in order to, by the name of God El Elyon, or God Most High, to destroy the stronghold of death in our body in the form of reigning in its sin, identifying the essence of our old person with his deeds, so that we can forever thrust him out from our body into hell with noise, and afterwards erect the kingdom of heaven in the form of the stronghold of eternal life in the place of the stronghold of death within our body and stop to study the next condition which consists in the 18th psalm of David pretty much all of his psalms are parables and allegories prophetic instruction that have a wondrous depth. Sometimes in their complexity and beauty are uh, greater than even any of uh, certain locks uh, that you that have been created on this earth. Some people, unfortunately, do not like the Psalms of David, especially the wicked. The Psalm of David, 18th Psalm of David, where the Holy Spirit, with the right that he alone has, reveals the conditions based upon which we are called to collaborate our faith prayer with the name of God El Elyon, or God Most High. This El Elyon is Most High. And this condition is that in the circumstances of our hardship in life, when we are putting off the old man, we can call upon the Most High as to our God and confess the faith of our hearts, stating who God is to us in Jesus Christ, what God has done for us in Jesus Christ, and who we are to God in Jesus Christ. This is meditating the meditating of your mind about the things of the hills. Begin to meditate about when the devil belittles you or he uses another person, uses their mouth to insult you, to offend you, and you become uncomfortable or saddened. Remember who you are for God, what he's done for you, and who he is to you. And then the words of this person who <coughs> belittled you, it could be your husband or wife, because the most painful is when a wife or a husband, uh, 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 this happens uh, by them. I understand this. People come to me and ask me, what do I do? My wife makes fun of me. My husband makes fun of me. Yes, I'm, I may be wrong, but <clears throat> they, instead of helping me, they stomp all over me. They wait uh, for help from their marital partner, and that marital partner steps all over them, not understanding that he's stepped, stepping all over himself first. When a marital partner speaks negatively and belittles their marital partner, they are doing this first to themselves because we are one body. God sees us as one. 
And even in the world, people are afraid to, sh uh, to make this public. Uh, they don't want to show the weaknesses of, the, of their husband or wife public. But here, <coughs> before God, before the devil, and before one another, people do this. You need to stop such terrible practice and understand that our wives are children of God. They have the same rights to blessing as we do together. And if we violate these things, we violate their rights. Wives violate the rights of their husbands. Husbands violate the rights of their wives. God will then take his position. This uh, 18th Psalm of David is one of the most powerful and voluminous symbols where we see the collaboration of our renewed mind in the form of King David in the name of God Most High and also the confrontation of our renewed mind with our carnal mind in the form of King Saul together with reigning sin in the form of our old person with his deeds. Within our body, we have three kings, and each one wants to reign within this body. But the one that we give priority to, the one that we will subject to, will be the one that will be king. Do not be obe obedient to your corrupt mind. Do not obey your corrupt emotions and feelings. Research what God wants because what he wants is what your new person wants and follow that. It is by the means of the confession of the faith of our heart, stating who God is to us in Jesus Christ, what God has done for us in Jesus Christ, and who we are to God in Jesus Christ, God receives the required basis or grounds to join the battle for our earthly bodies in order to shame the old person by the power of his redemption and forever cast him out into hell with noise in order to make our body then immortal and incorrupt so that we can be carriers of the heavenly body just as we were of the carnal body the same way we become carriers of the heavenly body for this everything is done Jesus already died and resurrected and lives within such a body and as we carry the image of the first Adam we will carry the image of the second Adam the heavenly one upon the condition that we will submit to God's order and fulfill specific conditions because the kingdom of heaven you press into it you need to put forth the effort to achieve it when people preach and say free 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 everything's given free the guarantee is given free or uh, a loan when it's given to you it's given freely but you need to still return this loan with with interest and you need to uh, put forth the effort that what you received uh, your guarantee the justification you received freely you didn't earn it you received it you need to now turn it to profit grow the fruits of righteousness you received the seed of righteousness all we receive we receive in the form of a seed and what we receive in the form of a seed is a guarantee because you can receive the seed but if the soil is not good the seed will not grow there it will continue in your mind and you will just become arrogant in knowledge 
but when it falls into your heart, you <clears throat> will have something different happening. People ask the question, how do I differentiate whether I receive the seed of promise into my heart or in my mind? Where am I putting it? How do I tell? <clears throat> you need to look at your relationship with one another. If you have sympathy for one another and compassion, then the seed is falling into your heart. If you want vengeance constantly, you're not agreeing with something, you always want to prove something, you feel you're unjustly being treated. Apostle Paul is it, says, is it not better for you to, be pres uh, to persevere? A person who has the seed falling into, falling into his heart, he always chooses what is better. When they tell you, ask you, what do I give you, a hundred dollars or a million? You'll say, well, of course, a, a million. But here, it asks, is it not better for you to uh, remain uh, in pain, as it were, but this, uh, he was referring to the kingdom of heaven. So what is it better, to prove your point or get receive eternal life? And if you are uh, overcoming something undeserved uh, that may have been spoken against you or done against you, we are called to uh, be compassionate toward one another. In character, the Psalm of David contains three parts where we see an example of the character of legitimate prayer. The first part, as we know, identifies the condition and state of David's heart as a warrior in prayer. The condition of his heart was grounds for the legitimate status of his prayer. The kind of heart we will have is the kind of prayer we will have. The second part reveals the consistency of legitimate prayer, which gives God the proper basis to deliver David from the hand of all of his enemies, deliver us from all of our enemies, if this prayer is legit, because a legit prayer can only be in kings, prophets, and priests. The rest of the people that do not have such a virtue in their heart, their prayer is not legit. It is a prayer of Hagar in the wilderness. Yes, God can respond to it hearing the voice of the young man or not respond. But he can't not respond to the prayer of a king, priest, and a prophet because a king, a priest, and a prophet will come not asking for themselves but will ask for something for the well-being of God and his interests because he pursues within his prayer God's interests and not an interest of someone else. He is a legitimate intercessor. The third part describes their prayer battle itself, which surpasses the comprehension of the human mind in a specific format. We already looked at the first part and stopped to look at the second part, which reveals the consistency of legitimate prayer contained in eight names of God Most High. Getting to know and confessing the power contained in the heart of David in the eight following names of God allowed David to love and call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, to be saved from his enemies, and for God discovering the truth revealing the power of his names in the heart of David provided God proper grounds to use his abilities that consist in his eight names to battle against the enemies of David. The eight names is a symbol of the covenant, number eight. Although there may be 50, there are 50 names, uh, people say, show me 
the 50 names. Theologians aren't seeing it. Theologians may not see it, uh, but I could show them to you because the word theologian they receive not in churches uh, being taught by the preached word from the Holy Spirit, but they receive uh, knowledge from others that are just like them. They all interpret the word as they see fit. I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. Psalm 18, 1 through 3. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my rock. The Lord is my fortress. The Lord is my deliverer. The Lord is my strength in whom I will trust. The Lord is my shield. The Lord is the horn of my salvation. The Lord is my stronghold. If we would even state these words uh, even a few times a day uh, we you will see how your life begins to change if we would just begin to express before God who he is to you Lord you are my strength the Lord you are my rock Lord you are my fortress my deliverer and when you say these names you know what they mean and what's in them these aren't just words in these words there's a lot an inheritance and you know what this means to you this name you know that every name does something in a specific format as much as the Lord has allowed in the measure of our faith we already looked at our inherited lot in Jesus Christ in the power of three names of God, strength, rock, and fortress, and stopped to look at the lot contained in the power of the name of God, deliverer. We note that this nature of prayer where David confesses his lot or a person, we're here talking about David confessing, and a person as David confessing his lot in the eight existing names of God Most High is the strategic teaching that is purposed to be the calling and mantle of a king, priest, and prophet anointed to rule over their earthly body. We are not kings over someone, but we are kings over our earthly body, if we are kings, of course. And if a person has not accepted the given to him anointing to rule over his calling in the form of his earthly body in the status of a king, a priest, and a prophet, then this revelation, purpose for worshiping God in prayer, will not be beneficial to him. Therefore, the quality in Lexus in identifying the name of God deliver, as with the previous names of God, is not able to be found in any dictionary of the world. In scripture, the word deliver means the leader of the covenant. He can deliver us by the covenant if we are men of, co of the covenant. 
If you do not have the seal of this covenant on your forehead, then he will not deliver you. He has no proper basis to deliver you. He is a redeemer from the slavery of sin and death. He's a redeemer, of course, again, upon his conditions and not ours. He is the savior of the body, one that protects from the wrath of God. In his name, deliver, God protects us from his very wrath. He reinstates the rights to the inheritance. He places us as his holiness into his safe place. He keeps our guarantee until the coming of Christ. In the given prayer psalm of David in the name of God deliver, we see the inherited lot of the Son of God, where and by whom a person collaborating with the power contained in the name of God for, uh, deliver receives the ability to turn his guarantee of salvation to profit so he could receive uh, this profit as salvation for his soul and the adoption of his body. Considering such a necessary union between God and man, it becomes vital for us to identify in every aspect of our life the role of God and the role of man. And for this purpose, studying our lot in the previous names of God called to be the lot of our salvation, we have come to the necessity to look at a series of questions. What characteristics and categories identify our inherited lot in the name of God deliver? Second, what role is in achieving our salvation does our inherited lot in the name of God deliver play? What price do we need to pay in order to give God the ability to be our deliverer? And by what results do we determine that God truly is our deliverer in achieving our calling? First, not having clear and comprehensive answers to these questions that we are able to receive exclusively by being instructed in the faith within the strict order in which the body of Christ functions, we will not have any ability to invest our silver as our guarantee of salvation. And second, without strictly obeying the preached word of the person that possesses the authority of a father from God and his helpers, we will not have the ability to receive profit as the fruit of righteousness from the seed of guarantee that we have invested. For all of the promises of God in him are yes, and in him amen to the glory of God through us. 2 Corinthians 1.20 This means that all of the promises that we can receive, we can receive them by these people, by correctly behaving with these people. If you say, I received this person, but your relationship with them is broken, these promises will never be able to be uh, yours. We, there are those so-called wise men who uh, are being disqualified from the service and yet they say we will continue still in the teaching. How can you continue in the teaching if you incorrectly behave toward the truth? And this person is excluded for that reason. He has no right then to use the teaching they then deceive themselves and the ones following them. In a specific format, we already looked at the essence of the first question. I will remind us of the seven identifications of our lot in the name of God Deliverer, and afterwards we will immediately turn to study the second question. First, the lot in the name of God Deliverer reveals itself for the chosen by God nation in the name of Jesus Christ. Second, the lot of, of the name of God Deliverer reveals itself for the chosen by God nation 
salvation in the words that come out of the mouth of God. <clears throat> Third, the lot in the name of God deliver reveals itself for the chosen by God nation in a covenant with God. Fourth, the lot in the name of God deliver reveals itself for the chosen by God nation when you eat the Passover feast. Fifth, the lot in the name of God deliver reveals itself for the chosen by God nation in the strong arm of God. And sixth, the lot in the name of God deliver reveals itself for the chosen by God nation in the signs of the sun, moon, and stars which disappoint and confuse others. And seventh, the lot in the name of God deliver reveals itself for the chosen by God nation in the rod of their mouth that are like the mouth of God. Second question, what role in achieving our salvation of the spirit, soul, and body does our inherited lot in the name of God deliver play? Or from what does God as deliver by the means of the truth in the heart and the Holy Spirit revealing the truth in the heart in the heart will deliver us if we will open the door of our heart in order for these great witnesses to be there that stand before the God of all the earth. We will keep in mind that God by the power of his name deliver will deliver us only from those things and circumstances that are a barrier for us to be able to enter his calling or his purpose that is the, uh, the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ therefore it is necessary for us to understand and know that our law in the name of God fortress reveals itself in the name of God deliver as the guarantee that is invested reveals itself in the profit that you've received. First, the purpose of the name of God as deliverer is called to give God proper basis to deliver us from the uh, from the net of the evil one. Psalm 91, uh, 1 through 4, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I will trust. Surely He will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you shall take refuge. He shall deliver us from the snare of the fowler and perilous pestilence, that's the evil that's within us, to be delivered from these we need to first have our head co uh, covered. This is acknowledge over yourself the authority of the person who has is a father from God. He is the shadow of the Almighty. If we confess the faith of God with, that's within our heart and we state that you are my fortress, my strength, in whom I will trust, because from your word you are, words you are condemned and from your words you are justified. It's very important to confess who God is for us and what he's done for us and who we are for him. We more than once have paid attention to the fact that the heavens, the earth and hell are uh, intricately uh, linked with information and everything that happens on earth immediately resounds in heaven and hell because as heaven and hell, they are focused upon the earth and the battle 
that they have for the heart of man. <clears throat> a person has the sovereign right to be a house of God or the house of the evil one. We need to keep in mind that when a person is born from the seed of the word of truth and receives in his heart the guarantee of his salvation, the unclean spirit that lives within his heart in the form of reigning sin that is the old man comes out of the heart of man and walks uh, around his soul and body looking for peace. He just he doesn't just leave. He walks in places that have no water, as it were, within a person. In the heart, the water of life has appeared or formed, but the body is still the same. <clears throat> and so a waterless place is the absence of God's life, that within the heart of man is the li- life of God. This is the teaching of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit that abides in the truth of the teaching of Christ received by a person into his heart in the format of a guarantee. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of our salvation, in whom also having be- having believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Ephesians 1, 13-14, the Holy Spirit is given to us in the format of a guarantee when we're baptized with the Holy Spirit. He's not yet ours. He does not become our master at the moment because our master is still our mind. Well, this is not how I understand it. This is not how I agree with it. May it pro- I want it to be proven to me who does she or he think they are. A person is told uh, intelligent things and they don't like it. Instead of humbly fulfilling the truth, because if a person is telling you this from the stage, he has the authority to say it. But they say, who put you? They told Moses the same thing. Who put you? And they, in the end, of course, lost when they were not obedient to the voice of Moses. Being sealed by the Holy Spirit is baptism. Being baptized by the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues that we receive as a seal of righteousness that we had before the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The seal of righteousness that we receive by being baptized by the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues And so having the guarantee, uh, the Holy Spirit uh, given to us for the redemption of our body, we are called to collaborate with the truth of the preached word and the Holy Spirit, uh, the revelations of the truth in the heart. We collaborate with them in order to uh, re-receive our body in a new form. And so the the evil one will walk around in the waterless places of the soul and he'll decide to return. And once he returns, the water uh, is no longer there. It's given to a, a person again as a guarantee. This water of life will leave if he does not confirm it. The Holy Spirit leaves that place and the uh, sp- ability to speak in tongues remains the gift, but the Holy Spirit is no longer there because if the Holy Spirit would remain and be their master, would a person really be seeking his own? Would he be 
uh, trampling upon their marital partner, their husband or wife? Would they offend and insult them? This would not be happening. Would a he in a relationship with, uh, with his brothers and sisters, would he be seeking his own or would he choose what is better? As a person in a goalie that is trying to catch the ball, he, instead of grumbling and complaining, he catches the ball and he overcomes the insults that may have been spoken. If a person, I repeat, will not invest the guarantee of his salvation to profit in order to save his soul and his body, then he will lose the water of life that was given to, to him as a guarantee and his heart will then again become a waterless place. A waterless place is a heart that's cleansed from dead works but that does not have living water that in a cleansed heart of a person is called to represent the truth of the elementary teaching of Christ and the individual Holy Spirit that reveals this truth in the heart. It was given as a guarantee, but when time passes, they tell you, that's it, time has passed. You need to now offer up the remainder of the purchase of the house that you owe for the purchase of the house. The bank uh, checks your credit history and tell you, I'm sorry, we can't loan to you. Uh, you will lose uh, what you were given or were guaranteed in the moment. The bank checked your history. God will check the history of a man that he heard the truth and refused to cleanse his heart from dead works. Because he thought that if he will speak in tongues, if he will be doing some kind of kind work and it comes from the flesh, you first need to take care of your heart, not the salvation of souls, not evangelism to go save others. Jesus said this directly. What use does a, is a, what will a person give in exchange for his soul? You'll gain the whole world but lose your soul. For the Son of Man will come. Will he find faith on earth? Will he find faith in you, within your heart, but it's not there? Because you can't put the teaching of Christ there because it's a, your heart is not clean. Your heart needs to first be clean. I'll bring forth this place of scripture. When an unclean spirit goes out of man, he goes through dry places, seeking rest, and finds none. Then he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there, and the last state of this man is worse than the first. So shall it also be with this wicked generation. Matthew 12, 43 through 45. When I meet people that have been long-time Christian and I look at them upon their face, they have uh, a specific uh, image of religiousness uh, uh, on their face. It is, this individual looks uh, very uh, intense uh, and is not flexible. They're very hard, and their, their heart is hard, and you see this seal upon their face. 
this image. We need to pay special attention to that fact that if a per person, when cleansing his heart from dead works, does not pursue the goal and does not pay the price for learning to uh, seal upon the tablets of his heart the elementary teaching of Christ, that would become be able to become a fortress for the Holy Spirit so that he can be in the heart of a person as a guarantee of the water of life, then this person is then ascribed according to scripture as an evil nation. If the cleansing of the heart uh, from dead works includes a denying your nation, the house of your father, and your corrupt desires of life by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, the seal that's upon the tablets of your heart is called to become within our heart the fortress for the Holy Spirit so that it could, the, uh, the water of life can pour out of our heart that flows and that has the treasury of the covenant of blood, covenant of salt, and covenant of peace. And when a per God uh, makes a covenant with a person, the covenant of blood, during the baptism of water, then then uh, there will not be able to be a, a balance or as we could say that when a baptism occurs and the, and you and you are trying to then make a covenant of a uh, non-corresponding covenant with God in that specific stage it will not work and so when we refuse to pay the price for our heart to be cleansed from dead works then to fulfill a covenant that is not actually in our heart even if you have good information about how to do this will not be possible because you don't have the covenant you may know and understand how it's supposed to be but you can't fulfill the covenant because it's not in your heart you can fulfill only what is within your heart for circumcision is indeed profitable if you keep the law. But if you are a breaker of the, of the law, your circumcision has become uncircumcision. Romans 2.25 If we pay the price for the right to be under the shadow of the Almighty and rest under the shadow of His wings, and we will tell the Lord who He is to us in Jesus Christ and what He has done for us in Jesus Christ and who we are to Him in Jesus Christ, then He will deliver us from the uh, snare of the fowler, from the perilous pestilence, and with His uh, wings we shall be covered and we will be in His safety. Second purpose of the name of God as deliverer is called to give God the proper grounds to remember us in his favor toward his nation and visit us with his salvation in order to give us the ability to see his goodness toward his chosen remnant. Psalm 106, 4 through 11, Remember me, O Lord, with the favor you have toward your people. Remember me, O Lord, with the favor you have toward your people. Not just remember, but when you will show favor toward your people, remember about me also.
because I am a part of this people. Oh, visit me with your salvation, that I may see the benefit of your chosen ones, that I may rejoice in the gladness of your nation, that I may glory with your inheritance. We have sinned with our fathers, we have committed iniquity, we have done wickedly. Our fathers in Egypt did not understand your wonders, they did not remember the multitude of your mercies, but rebelled by the sea, the Red Sea. Nevertheless, he saved them for his name's sake, that he might make his mighty power known. He rebuked the Red Sea also, and it dried up, so he led them through the depths as through the wilderness. He saved them from the hand of him who hated them, and redeemed them from the hand of the enemy. The waters covered their enemies. There was not one of them left. According to this place of, of Scripture, we're talking about two different categories of nation that were led out of the, the by God from Egypt. One committed lawlessness because they did not understand the mercies of God and the miracles of God with which God led them out and rebelled at the Red Sea and that's why they fell in the wilderness. The second category of the nation, the chosen by God remnant, understood the miracles of the Lord, His mercies with which God had led them out of Egypt and in thanksgiving, they knelt before God, and that's why they were brought into the promised land that God had promised to Abraham. And this, was the, this category was the children. And the most surprising was, again, that I repeat that this category of people, the chosen by God remnant, was the nation that came from the category of people that fell in the wilderness and so God can remember us in his favor toward his nation and visit us with his salvation so that we could see his goodness toward his chosen it is necessary for us by the means of repentance and the sins of our fathers die for the house of our father that came out of Egypt and brought Egypt with them in their hearts out of Egypt David says our, our father sinned he doesn't say we sinned, he says our father sinned, and in this way he uh, separates himself from them. Do not account to me the lawlessness of my fathers. Remember about me in your goodness toward your people. Otherwise, God will not have the proper grounds to deliver us from the Egyptians that hate us, whose, uh, father led, uh, the fathers of whom had led, again, remember that the fathers of the nation, those that were led out of, of Egypt, brought Egypt out with them. Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from the aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot he indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world but was manifest in those last times for you who through him believed in God who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God 1 Peter 1 through 21 we need to know this and confess it consider ourselves dead for the house of our fathers First, you need to speak this before God, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. I consciously and voluntarily uh, deny the sinful life of my parents that was passed on to me in the seed. I deny this program, and I don't want it. 
I don't want, I want another program that is a new person to become active. This is the program of God's life. And after that, consider yourself dead to sin, living for God, proclaiming the not-existent as existent. This is the process of casting off the old man with your deeds, with its deeds. If we con uh, confess in the sins of our fathers, God will deliver us from the Egypt that was passed on to us from our sin the sinful life of our parents and we'll see the goodness that he will show his chosen ones and will rejoice together with, your, with the nation. You, in your mercy, have led forth the people whom you have redeemed. You have guided them in your strength to your holy habitation. Exodus 15, 13. In essence, being delivered from Egyptian slavery was not God's goal. God's goal was leading his nation into the promised land that was a symbol of the body in which the stronghold of life is erected, just as our sanctification is not God's goal. God's goal is our dedication to him. Dedicate yourself to the altar, and in order to dedicate yourself, you need to sanctify yourself. And so if sanctification does not pursue the proper goal, they, they say we sanctify for the sake of sanctifying ourselves. Why do you, go, why do you experience the encounter uh, or go there, just so I be clean, they say. But God's purpose is that you present your body a living sacrifice acceptable for our good service. This is the reason to sanctify yourself. You need to accept the format of sanctification presented in Scripture and this teaching again presented by apostles and prophets and not people who have become arrogant and put themselves and call themselves God's servants, which are false servants. Third, the purpose of the name of God as deliver is called to avenge Avenge us and to subdue the nations around us. It is God who avenges me and subdues the people under me. He delivers me from my enemies. You also lift me up above those who raise against me. You have delivered me from the violent man. Therefore, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the Gentiles and sing praises to your name. He is the tower of salvation to his king and shows mercy to his anointed, to David and his descendants forevermore. First, or 2 Samuel 22, 48-51 In order to give God proper grounds to become our deliverer and from the man who is violent, we need to be a king and a priest to God because these enemies reveal themselves only in that situation when we become kings and priests to God. While we're not kings and priests to God, these enemies do not reveal themselves. If David would not have become a king and Saul would not have known about this, do you think Saul would have pursued him? Never. If the foreigners that heard that uh, David, God had made David king, they gathered themselves together because they heard that God had anointed David. The enemy is not as foolish as we may think. He will not confront us if we don't have the virtue of a king and a priest and a prophet. As one who avenges, we, he will when we give place to his vengeance. 
Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, uh, to wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Romans 12, 19-21 When David refused to... Uh, demonstrate his revenge upon Nabal, God had punished Nabal. And instead, David uh, met with Abigail, who was not his enemy, speaking of, about a hard man that God delivered him from. He was talking about Saul. And Saul pursued him because he was jealous when the singing women uh, after the war, he, they sang that uh, Saul overcame thousands and David tens of thousands. Now it had happened as they were coming home when David was returning from the slaughter of the Philistine that the women had come out of the city of Israel singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tambourines with joy and with musical instruments. So the women sang as they danced and said, Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. Then Saul was very angry. And the saying displeased him, and he said, They have ascribed to David ten thousands, and to me they have ascribed only thousands. Now what more can he have but the kingdom? So Saul eyed David from that day forward. And we know the symbol of a hard person as the anointed soul. This is the intelligent abilities of our soul that confront our intelligent abilities of our spirit. Being delivered from the foreigner is being delivered from the corrupt desires of your soul that is led by reigning sin within our body, the old person, who is a programmable system for the fallen cherubim. Now when the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over all Israel, all the Philistines went up to search for David. And David heard of it and went out against them. First Chronicles 14, 8. While we're not anointed over our body to rule, not Saul or David can be our enemies, and God as the deliverer will not be able to deliver us from the Philistines and Saul who are not threatening us. Fourth, the purpose of the name of God in the form of deliver is called to deliver us from the power of hell and deliver us from death. I will ransom them from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from death. O death, I will be your plagues. O grave, I will be your destruction. Pity is hidden from my eyes. Hosea 13, 14. This is one of the glorious and precious promises that is placed at the head of our calling. That is called to be fulfilled when we collaborate with the powers or abilities of the name deliver. This includes the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ. When the stronghold of, of death will be destroyed in it, that it relied upon, this was the trust and hope of the old person, and we destroy the stronghold of death so we can erect the stronghold of life within the body. And so before we meet with Christ, God has vowed to return to us our lost vineyards and the Valley of Accor and our youth. 
that is our body. Therefore, I behold, I will allure her. I will bring her into the wilderness and speak comfort to her. We know that the wilderness is sanctification. I will give her from there, vineyards from there, and the valley of Accor as a door of hope. She shall sing there as in the days of her youth, as in the day when she came up from the, from the land of Egypt, Hosea 2:14 through 15. The symbol of the wilderness where God allures his remnant and will speak to their heart and will give to them from there the vineyards and the valley of Accor at the door of their hope, and they will sing as in the days of their youth. This is a symbol of total sanctification that pursues the goal of total dedication to God according to, to his demands. And so this promise is for the category of people that walk before God in faith, and this was for all generations, and this is what they all pursued. And all of them have died not having received what was promised. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. But now they desired a better, that is, a heavenly country, therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them, and all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise, God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Hebrews 11, 13 through 40. Very interesting that, as we talked about, God saw their faith, about the adoption of their body. They knew that here on earth they need to receive this redemption. Here on earth they need to receive their immortal body. God had provided something better for us that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Because if God would not have given us the opportunity, then this story would have long ended and he would have raptured his people. But he wanted uh, more people to be added to the, to the number. The number of children needs to somehow satisfy God until the sufficient number of people, uh, Gentiles, will be as a will we'll, we'll join the, the numbers when God, then God will become satisfied or will be satisfied. And so there's the principle consists that being delivered from hell and delivered from death is the responsibility of our mouth that confesses the faith of God that abides within our heart in the form of the received by us promise in the format of the seed of the preached word that we are called to grow into fruit that is according to the nature of seed. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things and an evil man 
man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil things. But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by the words, by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Matthew 12, 35 through 37. So victory over hell and death is in our mouth. That is, of course, if our mouth praises God and tomorrow speaks profanities, then you're more likely will end up in hell with that kind of tongue. When we confess the faith of God that abides in our heart, proclaiming the non-existent as existent, we confirm the legitimacy of, of what is within us and allows God to fulfill what is within us in due time. The purpose of the name of God, fortress, is called to deliver us from, uh, from carnal men within the churches who support the hands of the lawless. I shall tear off your veils and deliver my people out of your hand, and they shall no longer be as prey in your hand. Then you shall know that I am the Lord, because with lies you have made the heart of the righteous sad, whom I have not made I have not made sad, and you have strengthened the hands of the wicked, so that he does not turn from his wicked way to save his life. Therefore you shall no longer envision futility, nor practice divination. For I will deliver my people out of your hand, and you shall know that I am the Lord. Ezekiel 13, 21 through 23. Today, there are so few churches, so few, where a person that stands ahead of this church would not offend uh, the heart of the righteous one and not support the hands of the lawless one. And so the unclean and lawless leaders are people that have come to power over the nation of God. Lawless again and wicked leaders are people who have taken this position illegally, either by a democratic vote uh, or the, by form of division which is against God's teaching, or ascribing the revelations of the true anointed to themselves, uh, or relying themselves upon some kind of prophecies that are also deceptions. All of these uh, forms of coming to rule over the nation of God will always offend the heart of the righteous one and will support the hands of the lawless one due to their cowardness. They, due to cowardness, will support and lift up the hands of one that is evil. Apostle, the apostles of Christ, uh, they had identified false leaders, uh, false leaders that did not uh, teach a sober and clear teaching of Christ. 2 Peter 2, 1 and lower. But there were also false prophets amongst the people, even as there will be false teachings among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who, brought, who, who bought them denying the Lord who bought them and bring on themselves swift destruction and many will follow their destructive ways because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. 
by covetousness, a greed. They will exploit you with deceptive words. For a long time their judgment has not been idle, and their destruction does, does not sl slumber. For if God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment and did not spare the ancient world, but saved Noah, one of eight people, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood on the world of the ungodly and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them to destruction, making an example of them to those who afterwards would live ungodly and delivered righteous Lot, who was oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them tormented his righteous soul from day to day by seeing and hearing their lawless deeds. Then the Lord knows how to deliver the ungodly deliver the godly out of temptation and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment. You need to watch who you follow and who you obey. If a person is against the truth, then God as deliverer will demonstrate his revenge so that he can satisfy the holiness of his law. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. This is not saying that he'll take people out of the world, but out of the midst of and then the lawless will be revealed whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his consuming and coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders and with all unrighteous deception amongst those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved and for this reason God will send them strong delusions that they should, be, should believe the lie that they will they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Second Thessalonians two seven through twelve. Six, the purpose of the name of God deliverer is called to reveal itself in vengeance for the blood of his servants and reward the enemy and cleanse the earth and his nation. For the Lord will judge his people and have compassion on his servants. He will begin judgment from his, from his nation. He will start with his nation, in his nation, and have compassion on his servants. When he sees that their power is gone and there is no one remaining, bond or free, he will say, Where are their gods, the rock in which they sought refuge, who ate the fat of their sacrifices and drank the wine of their drink offerings? Let them rise and help you and be your refuge. Now see that I, even I, I am he, and there is no God besides me. I kill and I make alive. I wound and I heal, nor is there any who can deliver from my hand. For I raise my hand to heaven, and I say, As I live forever, I, if I wet my glit glittering sword in my hand, takes hold on judgment, I will render vengeance to my enemies and repay those who 
Hate me. I will make my arrows drunk with blood, and my sword shall devour flesh with the blood of the slain and the captives from the head of the leaders of the nation of the enemy. Rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people, for he will avenge the blood of his servant and render vengeance to his adversaries. He will provide atonement for his land and his people. Deuteronomy 32:36-43. In consistency, this prophetic word was addressed to the Gentiles that would be join the category of the chosen by God remnant, and God had vowed to demonstrate His revenge and cleanse His nation. The Gentile nations that were upon the ter territory of the Promised Land, together with the Israelites, are nations that do not have upon their body the seal of righteousness that is being circumcised in, uh, in the flesh. For the most part, in uh, Israel, Israelites uh, at the time had lost the significance of their circumcision. And so the symbol of the Gentiles is represented in Scripture as the servants of the Lord. The destructive desires in the soul as well as fleshly Christians that have fill uh, the most majority of churches. And, this, and so the symbol again of Gentiles in, this, in this situation are the servants or slaves of God. It says here to rejoice Gentiles and this is not the only place where the Gentiles in the form of the Philistines are presented in a positive light. The personal army of David uh, was all Philistine uh, peoples. And when Israel rejected David, the Philistines stayed to protect and defend David. Then all his servants passed before him, and all the Cherethites and the Pelethites and all the Gittites 600 men who had followed him from Gath passed before the king. Then the king said to Ittai and Ittai the Gittite, Why are you also going with us? Return and remain with the king, for you are a foreigner and also an exile from your own place. In fact, you came only yesterday. Should I make you wander up and down with us today? Since I go, I go. I go I know not where. Return and take your brethren back. Mercy and truth be with you. But Ittai answered the king and said, As the Lord lives, and as my lord the king lives, surely in whatever place my lord the king shall be, whether in death or life, even there also my servant will be. So David said to Ittai, Go and cross over. Then Ittai the Gittai and all his men and all the little ones who were with him crossed over. Second Samuel 15, 18-22 When David was being pursued by Saul, uh, Akish, one of uh, the places of Gath, uh, had given place to David uh, to stay. And some of the strongest in that, in that place had given themselves as servants to David. Then David arose and went over with the 600 men who were with him to Achish the son, to Achish the son of Moak, king of Gath. So David dwelt with Achish at Gath, he and his men, 
each man with his household and David with his two wives, Ahinoam and the, the Jezreelite and Abigail, the Carmelite, uh, Nabal's widow. And it was told Saul that David had fled to Gath, so he sought him no more. Then David said to Akish, if I have now found favor in your eyes, let them give me a place in some town in the country that I may dwell there, for why should your servant dwell in the royal city with you? So Akish gave him Ziklag that day, therefore Ziklag has belonged to the kings of Judah to this day. This small little Philistine city of Ziglag had become the property of David. This is also a symbol of our mouth that is now obedient to the new person. To the chief musician on an instrument of Gath, a psalm of Asaph, a Philistine instrument, an instrument of Gath, Psalm 81, 1. Returning to the phrase, rejoice, all you Gentiles, uh, we see here that uh, the rejoicing of the Gentiles with his nation, David, in, the certain, in this specific situation, they were tools of righteousness in this situation. The first man was of the earth, made of dust. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust. And as is the heavenly man, so are also are those who are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. And so when they say rejoice, uh, uh, our body rejoices because of the deliverance of our body or the promise of the deliverance of our body from reigning sin within it. And so the joy again of the Gentiles together with the chosen by God nation is a calling of every individual person that is part of the uh, small category of the remnant and rejoices about the words of the apostles, the commandments, and the Psalms that they read. I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. My heart also instructs me in the night season. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory re rejoices. My flesh also will rest in hope for you will not leave my soul in shoal. That means that in this time, your soul is in hell, but you will not, he will not, he says you will, it will not remain there nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You shall show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Psalm 16, 7 through 11. In this psalm, David confessed the adoption of his body by the redemption of Christ. Even then, this promise existed. In order to save your mortal soul, 
it is necessary to lose it in the death of the Lord Jesus so you can reobtain it in his resurrection. When we obtain our soul in the resurrection of Christ, our soul that lives within our body reveal, uh, is uh, or finds itself in hell, which is the mortal body that waits for its being, itself being clothed into immortality. The concluding phrase, he will avenge the blood of his servants and render vengeance to his adversaries. He will provide atonement for his land and his people. When it's talking about the atonement of his land, this is the cleansing of our body by the redemption of Christ, the cleansing of our conscience from dead works. John answered, saying to all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clean out his, his threshing floor and gather the wheat into his barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Luke 3, 16 through 17. The seventh purpose of the name for uh, deliver is called to reveal itself in the deliverance of our soul from the pit of destruction and cast all this of our sins behind the back. Indeed, it was for my own peace that I had great bitterness, but you have lovingly delivered my soul from the pit of corruption, for you have cast all my sins behind your back. Isaiah 38, 17. If you remember the king uh, at the time, Ezekiah, he had become sick and he uh, needed deliverance and God sent Isaiah to him. In order for God to deliver our soul from the pit of bitterness and cast our sins behind God's back, we need to confess these sins before the person who is a father from God, who has the authority or delegation of a father from God. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. John 20 through 23. For God may speak in one way or in another, yet man does not perceive it. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep, deep sleep falls upon men while slumbering on their beds, then he opens the ear of men and seals their instruction in order to turn man from his deed and conceal pride from man. He keeps back his soul from the pit and his life from the perishing by from perishing by the sword. Man is also chastened with pain on his bed and with strong pain in many of his bones, so that his life abhors bread and his soul uh, succulent food. His flesh wastes away from sight and his bones stick out which once were not seen. 
Yes, his soul draws near the pit and his life to the executioners. If there is a messenger for him, a mediator, one among a thousand, to show man his uprightness, then he is gracious to him and says, Deliver him from going down to the pit. I have found a ransom. His flesh shall be young like a child. He shall return to the days of his youth. He shall pray to God and he will delight in him. We also see here the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ. For our body to become fresher and more and younger than even in our youth, then it's necessary that God fulfill the promise that we have received into our heart at the door of our hope that needs, it needs to happen. And he will delight in him. He shall see his face with joy, for he restores to man his righteousness. Then he looks at men and says, I have sinned and have perverted what was right, and it did not profit me. He will redeem his soul from going down to the pit, and his life shall see the light. Behold, God works all these things twice, in fact, three times with a man to bring back his soul from the pit that he may be enlightened with the light of life. Job 33, 14 through 30. I trust we will begin to a little deeper and deeper understand the meaning of and law contained in God's name deliver and what God intends to do for us. But he will do it. Right now we heard this truth. We need to accept it into our heart. How do we accept it? You need to uh, spend uh, the effort, bring forth the effort, and focus upon your cell groups to or in, in your home, study this uh, truth again and again and again. If we will be content with just what we hear during the service, we are the most pitiful of men to hear su such wealth and not use it would be a foolish thing. To use it, you need to meditate and re, uh, read it, and by doing so, it will be, con it will conf be confirmed in your heart. You need to pray these things and meditate about them say Lord I accept this I want this maybe according to your word Amen let us bend our knees and our heads and we will pray and may the Lord bless us Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I worship together with your chosen nation upon this place that you have appointed for us to be. And I thank you that I can be a part of this blessed nation for the sake of which and for whom you have prepared your servant and gave the truth to your servant. For you have done all of this for the sake of your holy nation that have opened their heart to receive your truth. And although the enemy uh, is not sleeping, our corrupt desires 
and the harsh person inside has put forth all of their effort to destroy the new person, I thank you that they will not be successful in that because you have revealed to us how to overcome, how to battle, what means to use. You've revealed to us the importance of our mouth in this small little city that has become the possession of the Jews so that we with this mouth confess the faith of our heart. We thank you that you make it that our inner organs and our bodies can rejoice. Not looking at the fact that in this situation it does not inherit the kingdom of heaven, but when the body hears about the fact that it will be transformed from mortal to immortal, she begins to rejoice. I thank you for this joy inside of us, in my body, in my soul. For the members of my body rejoice in my inward self rejoices that you will make us immortal and will save me. And so that's why you said rejoice Gentiles together with my nation. That's why we can rejoice with the new person. Our body can rejoice with our new person and our tongue can sing to you and rejoice and be glad confessing that faith of the heart which we have received by hearing the word of God. May your mercy be a blessing for us, for your nation that has opened up their heart for the seed of your word, that has cleansed their heart from dead works and have imprinted your teaching upon their heart, that has accepted the Holy Spirit in the form of a master and lord of life, which is why you gave your children the ability by the preached word not resist your truth but rejoice about your truth and may illnesses be cursed weaknesses be cursed which are the enemies of our body may your nation rejoice when we'll be uh, shown mercy, we began to proclaim the non-existent as existent even today. Today we thank you for your healing, the healing of our bodies being delivered from corruption. And we worship you, our great God, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
And now let us proclaim our unchanging manifestation. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to God our Savior who alone is wise. Be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and forever. Amen.